Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the New Writers Podcast. I am your host, Chris Langan, coming at you once again. And today we have a repeat guest. Um, well, yeah, it's Nifty. And yeah, if hello, you... hello. <laughs> What's going on, Nifty? Say hello to the good people. Yeah, how's it going? I was in the, the last episode with the Mastermind wrap-up, um, but now I get my own. <laughs> you, get so. your, you get your standalone episode. <laughs> yes, finally. Fantastic. So yeah, and you know, I the way the way that I structure these podcast structure is such a not the correct word, but I'll say run. The way I, I run the, the podcast is like I like to whenever I have a guest, I like to say, Hey, what do you want to talk about? And I asked Nifty, and Nifty wanted to talk about criticism, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, um, I figured uh, it would be probably the most fitting thing for me to talk about, especially after wrapping up uh, Mastermind. Uh, I was, you know, the judge for it. Um, so I, I feel like I have a good deal to say on the topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's uh, something that uh, most writers should. It's not something you immediately think of when you go and sit down to write something, but uh, criticism from yourself and from others is something that uh, new writers all have to face pretty quickly, I, I'd say. Um, so it's Absolutely. Kinda, yeah, I think it's good to talk about that. Yeah, and it's such... I think it, I think criticism is such a bigger... not a, I don't want to say bigger deal, but it's such a huge deal to writers because it it feels like, you know, the the act of writing is such a i mean and especially in fiction writing nonfiction, maybe not maybe not so much but in in creative fiction writing the writers are basically taking a part of themselves and putting it on paper or typing it out or whatever and you know whatever world i create is something i came up with and to have someone you know to put it out there it's 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 my baby and you know, I want everyone to like my baby and say, "Oh, what a cute baby," or "What a great baby," <laughs> you know. And if if anyone is, you know, I don't know if any of our listeners have children, you know, someone says, "Oh, you're you got an ugly baby." That is that is bad news, <laughs> you know. Nobody that has never gone well. Nobody's like, "Yeah, you're right. I that baby is uh, my baby is ugly," <laughs> you know. That's an odd equation. I don't know if people would, uh, you know, really. Uh go around saying that the you know their baby's <laughs> ugly <laughs> but right. i definitely i definitely know that there would be people who are uh more scathing about um stories uh that they read over or you know they have that initial reaction that they try to hide maybe but you, you they can't really hide it as effectively as they want to um yeah so yeah i was kind of curious um how do how do you deal with criticism? Okay, that's a. I love that question. I love that question because it kind of took me. It, number one, you have to kind of you have to kind of know yourself. You absolutely have to know yourself to know mm -hmm. how you're going to deal with criticism. And when I first started writing, I got I got it in my head. My first ever whatever I got in my head like this is garbage, you know. I, and I told myself over and over like everything I wrote. I didn't fully believe it, but 
I kind of just kept telling myself everything that I write is not great. You know, you know, yeah. maybe not garbage, but it's not great. And so that made it whenever whenever someone read it, who I'm also I'm also pretty um I, I play it close to the vest. Like none of my family has ever read any of the, my stories that I've written um, or my friends, because I want not that I, I, I kind of know my crowd with them. They're not, you know, they, m- my dad might enjoy some of the sci-fi stuff I write, but my, you know, my mom and my, my wife, they'd be like, Oh, okay. They'd give you that. Oh, that's nice. You know? <laughs> yeah. The not helpful, just kind of basic. Right. Right. But, uh, so so early on, I I convinced myself that everything I wrote was mediocre, you know, or garbage, <laughs> and and so that way, whenever someone praised it, said, "Oh, this is good," that it, you know, I was sh- I was legitimately shocked. I'm like, "Really? You think so?" And so that I kind of you know keep the the bar low for my standards uh, for myself, and I think I want to say. I submitted a short story to um, a couple of, of, of publications. I did, I did one to uh, Asimov's, and I did one to um, there's a there's a site called uh, Daily Science Fiction, okay. and I submitted those. I'm like, okay, you know, people are saying my stuff's good. I think my stuff is mediocre. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, put my money where my mouth is, and and they rejected me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so when that happened, I, t- I took it like, you know, I kind of t- took it hard. Like this was great. I had it polished. It was fantastic. They didn't want it. And, and for me personally, I gave, I, I took about a day. It took me a day before I, I kind of recentered myself. and was like, okay, you know, they they it was just a form not a form letter but just a general you know re- rejection it wasn't there was no notes or anything like that um and so after a day i kind of i kind of got back on the horse i was like okay let's take a look at this or let's go somewhere else or let's you know let's get to writing something else you know so for me i learned that it takes if if i take it really hard i take take a rejection really hard it'll I'll I'll need a day to recover, <laughs> and then after after that day, I'm like, okay, I'm all right. You know, I'm getting you know, put my big boy pants on and and uh, <laughs> go you know get back at it. I definitely agree with you on that. Um, that whole like as soon as you get criticism that something wasn't as great as maybe you thought it would be or wanted it to be, you it hits you in a certain way and they got to take time to recover from that. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. I know uh, two people specifically in the season uh, had very different reactions in that kind of way. Um, there was ATN, uh, you know, theatric. Um, he, I remember very early on, he submitted a piece uh, and I gave him, a very a pretty low score on it i think it was like a nine or a 10 out of 20 um okay but i gave i gave him a lot of feedback on how to improve and stuff um his reaction however was less than positive really um, so so theatric he was on early on in the season he and i were on different teams and so i didn't yeah. i i don't even think i had any real interactions with him this whole season 
But um, so okay, so the, he he didn't take it well. <laughs> yeah, he I, after after that challenge and after I gave him that feedback, he pretty much stopped uh, participating in the season. Um, oh really? Okay. Yeah i I kept urging him to try and go on, but it seemed very clear that he didn't want to continue or like he he never verbally said that he didn't like the game but just his inactiveness afterwards was and i that's definitely i understand that reaction but i in a game like mastermind where you're meant to improve through the feedback and through writing more despite whatever i may say about your writing um yeah theatric took it pretty hard and I think that was a main reason I wanted to talk about criticism because I know there's going to be other people like that who get very defeated um, from any sort of external feedback they get um, just because they can't take it that well. Right. No, exactly. And it you very much have to be able to bounce back because um, – you know, if you, for me, like I'm not, I'm not making any money on with my writing. I mean, maybe one day I will, but mm-hmm. I'm not. This isn't my, this isn't my living. It's not my, uh, my, my source of. It's not a source of income or anything. I, I, I do it for the love of the game. It's so much. It's therapeutic. You know, it's my. You know, I get these stories and they need to be written, and it feels good to write them. Uh, so then, you know, we're trying to put it out there to in the world to you know let it fly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I, I, I logically, I in my brain, I know that not everybody's gonna like it. You know, it's not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not Stephen King. I'm not <laughs> J.R.R. or G.R.R. Martin. You know, George Railroad. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but to like I know that's reality, but to you know have someone say like, "Oh, nope," you know. Well, but even and, and I, oh, go ahead. It's interesting. Sorry. It's interesting you bring up George R. R. Martin because even he um, has a lot of trouble with external criticism. Um, oh yeah. If you if you if you don't know, um, he's been hesitating a lot on putting out the last uh, book or two of the Game of Thrones series, or you know, Song of Ice and Th- Fire. Um, because he's afraid uh, of what the reader reaction is going to be. Like, it won't be as satisfying of an ending for them after, you know, all this praise of interconnected narratives and whatnot that... Oh, he's getting... Yeah, and he's getting old, too. So, like, (laughs) if if he dies and then doesn't publish out of fear, like, I think that'd be just a big tragedy, so... Yeah, he's got he's gotten inside of his own head, and plus, I can imagine like the the whole ending of the show and the criticism that that, that too, got. for sure. Oh. Um, my roommate has a theory actually that the the ending that the show, show took was uh, Martin's original ending for the show or for the series, and oh. now that he saw the reaction for it, um, that's probably why he's he's backpedaling even more. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, that would. Oh my God, that would stop me in my tracks. I'd be like, especially, you know, yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like that was more of 
the filmmaker's fault than the than George's fault. Um, just because yeah. of how they handled that last season with the production and all of it. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, he like the sh- the show got ahead of the books, and but they but he was still consulting and giving them. I don't know if he was giving them rough outlines or just ideas. Yeah. But he was definitely, you know, still a part of it, telling him how it was going to end, and they ended it, <laughs> and just the whole tornado whirlwind yeah. of, of you know, people, you know, it was very divisive. I'll say it's very divisive. <laughs> and I, that, oh yeah, that would that would be rough. I would need a couple days to come back from that. <laughs> Uh, luckily, neither of us, and I assume no one listening, is on that major of a scale uh, at this point. But right, I, I still think even uh, that's that is an issue, though. That you start getting towards the end of the piece of your writing, but you feel so differently about what you've already written. I feel like it's best to finish it, anyways. Um, yeah that you can't let your own internal voice or whatever external criticism there might be for wherever your story is at, um, stop you in your tracks. Cause finishing the story is better than, you know, not having the story in the first place. Oh, a hundred percent. Like if you write down a bad story, you can fix that, but you can't yeah. fix anything you don't have written down. <laughs> <laughs> so something else I want to touch on too, that, that you, you mentioned is that, um, when criticism, you, you have to know what criticism to, I don't want to say listen to, but to take in yeah. because in, in the situation, in the, in the scenario of the, uh, of mastermind of the, of the game, you weren't just saying, Oh, I like this. I don't like that. You were giving, you were giving us feedback, like, like <clears throat> meaningful feedback, like, okay, this works because, or that doesn't work because, um, Along with like line editing too, I was impressed with that because you were <laughs> you were doing it all. You were just you're like, okay, you forgot a comma here, you forgot a comma there, and also, hey man, I, uh, I had a good amount of free time. I was just down to help you all. <laughs> it was it was good, and and I never felt like I really had to take a day from like like after getting you know my results back from from you because I knew that you weren't you were trying to help me get better, make better create better stories and stuff you weren't just yeah you weren't just being like oh i don't like this you know there was but like with people you know sending yourself out the people out that you don't really you you have to be on the watch for that because if someone just says oh i don't like that and they don't tell you why then that's kind of that's not helpful (laughs) i think yeah part of knowing how what criticism to take is to be able to give good critique um, to yourself and towards others around you. If you understand what good criticism is in the first place, which is, you know, working towards um, what foundationally works, um, whatever, uh, maybe there's a certain thing that the character says that doesn't seem like what they do, et cetera, et cetera. Just kind of noticing small things, but not making them into huge deals and, giving suggestions rather than commands or telling that person what you would have done. Um, Those are definitely the criticisms that you should listen to. Uh, 
and that you should be giving out to other people, your fellow writers as well, if anyone else ever asks you to review their pieces, because you have to realize that no matter who you are, um, I think just about everyone has that bit of a that bit of a emotional reaction towards getting feedback or even the um, the idea of someone reacting to their work. I know that Jack brought up during the season, I got the quote popped up right here. Um, I've got to be honest, I do have a bit of trouble absorbing the criticism in the way I should that can also get very emotionally charged very easily. And I told him afterwards that, you know, I'm a person too. And while I know a good deal about writing, there's certain things I, I say that you may vehemently disagree with, and that's fine. Um, I also take criticism towards my stuff with a certain, not emotional charge, but it definitely hits me somewhere, and I always feel like it shouldn't. And, you know, I think that's a feeling most of us writers can relate to. So whenever you're taking criticism from other people or you're giving it to someone else, always keep that in mind that everyone is human. Not everyone will perceive it the same way or the correct way. I don't know if there's really a correct way to perceive stories. <laughs> there's just right. guidelines that we all generally follow. But Yeah. Yeah, I guess knowledge of what you should be looking out for in critiques is definitely a good step towards being a better writer. Yeah, absolutely. And I've heard things too, like, um, it, it, as, as we progress and, and more and more people read, you know, our work or that, you know, some things to look out for is that, you, you know, like you said, if someone says, oh, I think you should have that character do this. Yeah. Okay. Then write your own story. You know, <laughs> yeah. You you write that one. I'm I'm working on this one. They they got fan fiction. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But another thing I heard too was that if you 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 send it out to multiple readers, and they're they're consistent across. You know, because they're not gonna normally they don't they don't communicate with each other. But if you've got three different readers and all of them saying, "Hey." this part doesn't work for me, then it's probably a good indication that you should re-examine that part that they're talking about. Yeah, for sure. Um, or eat. Is... Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. That I, I've always felt like there should be more than one main judge for Mastermind for this reason. Um, because having consistent feedback or inconsistent feedback can be a big, um, a big help in knowing where you should improve and what you should listen to. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Um, but yeah, as you were saying. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, kind of along the same lines that I was saying was that you know if you've got you know multiple people who come back and even if they don't have like they can't put their finger on it, like if they say okay, hey, chapter three, there was something about it. I don't know what, but it it didn't feel right. Even if they can't identify it, you still got to go back and be like, okay, let me relook at this chapter because. Out of three people, all three of them, mm -hmm. there was there was something off about it, and so I, I, I'm always kind of like I, I'm, I want to be cognizant of everything you know people are telling me, but like if they're trying to if they're trying to get me to change it to their to a story that they like or whatever you know, it, it's it's really a fine line to to try and 
identify that like are they trying to make my story better or are they trying to turn it into their story right yeah so but, but yeah nifty i you know what i don't even know if i asked you this in the rap party but um i'm gonna ask you again for this episode and i probably should have asked earlier towards the beginning <laughs> what what's your what's your background as far as writing like, oh your... my gosh yeah you've never <laughs> asked me this huh <laughs> all right all right my background as a writer, uh, I I have one story published on creepypasta.com that I wrote when I was 15. Nice. And honestly, I'm not sure how it got on there because reading back on it, uh, it could use a lot of work. <laughs> Just real <laughs> cringy. I'm, I'm not saying that in a self-deprecating way. I'm saying that as in like, you know, I wrote it when I was 15. So yeah a lot of things have changed with my writing since then. Um, besides that, uh, I haven't published anything, but I have, uh, I've kept up writing, writing, um, like little short stories. Um, I wrote a few screenplays for a screenwriting class I took and I got a lot of good reviews out of that one. Um, nice. got a good, a few ideas out of that one too. Um, I'm going into film production, uh, studying film production in the hopes of making my own uh, TV series one day, um, which I have been, that's my, that's my big story project. Everyone's got the one that's my big one that I've been developing for almost five years now, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, (laughs) so I I definitely won't get to it until I'm in my thirties, but you know, I'll still, yeah, hey, once once it's done, it'll be done. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. It's, you know, they. I I'm really glad that writing is a thing that isn't, you know, age based. You For know, sure. Yeah. You know, like you know, if you're athletes, you know, professional athletes, they if if they're you know, and they're in their thirties, they're an old man or mm-hmm. woman, they're old. And but you know, writers, you know, you start writing in your thirties, you are you're on it. <laughs> yeah. But so. um. But yeah, oh, that's cool. that's cool, man. You co- yeah, yeah. Copy po- or creepy pasta, not copy pasta. <laughs> yeah, creepy it was, pasta. Uh, <laughs> it's a short story called The Void. It's still on there. I uh, I checked a few months ago because I I forgot that I had uh, I, that I was on there honestly. But um, I came to memory one day and I was like, oh, I, w- I wonder how that's been doing. Still on the site. Nice. Um, it's called The Void, and the it Void. was a short story about um, this guy waking up with a few other um, people that were captured, and uh, there are these people wearing bandanas with baseball bats, and all around them is a black void and a few objects uh, floating in the midst of it, and there's like a big crystal out there um, that they are being forced to go and get. Uh, <laughs> I won't rant about it too much more, but that should give you enough of a description to know when you found it, if you should search for it. Nice. So everybody go check out uh, Creepypasta. Look for The Void. <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I haven't... Yeah, I, it's so funny, like, just kind of going off on a tangent here, talking about, like, plans you make as a writer. As yeah, far yeah. as, like, I remember, I remember starting out, I, I had a plan. I was like, okay, I'm going to start writing short stories. So that's going to be practice, and then I'm going to start writing novels. And 
I, I started, I wrote some short stories and I wrote one rough draft of a novel that's been marinating for a good year or two. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess got to edit it. But then I went back and the, my very first original short story that I wrote, not fan fiction or anything, I, I showed that to a friend who was really good at editing. She looked it over said hey you know here's some notes on it i'm like oh great thanks made it like way better way better and to the point where oh and she asked me a question like is this a standalone or is this going to continue on in another story i told her i go when i wrote it i just had it as a standalone little one-off and she's like oh okay and you know we were still going through editing it but it got me thinking her her that one question got me Ah, thinking i see so you took the short story yeah, like let's make this a big story. <laughs> I well, get <laughs> I I left the short story alone. Although I've been kind of thinking, like, well, I could elaborate a little bit more on it, and make it maybe a novella. But okay. I took this short story and I and I thought, okay, how would I continue this? Because it's a pretty uh, <laughs> it's a pretty uh, self contained story. It has a has a you know a beginning, middle, and end. And I got to thinking, I'm like, oh, there's a way I could do this. And so I got that idea in my head for the follow-up, and today I just passed the 37,000-word mark. Yo! (laughs) And that's in the follow-up story. And as I'm writing this, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I could, there's a, there could be a follow-up to this, there could be a sequel to this. Oh my gosh, (laughs) the franchise. Yeah, so I was like, okay, this is already, it's already kind of like snowballing, like, you know, and and basically, okay. How can I say it? I want to I want to kind of describe where the short the, the original short story ended, and why I thought that it was you know done. That was it because it's basically. I'll just leave it. At the, it's a doom and gloom ending, right? Okay. It's it's a it's a it's a doom and gloom ending, where you know how how can anyone possibly come back from what just happened, and. I figured out a way to just keep going with the story. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's exciting. And I, then, um, oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to say, and then yesterday, oh, geez. I, I, I hope other writers are experience this too. But, you know, as, as creatives, we get ideas that pop in our, in and out of our head all the time. We're like, oh, that could be a story. Oh, that could be a story. You know, <laughs> I usually write most of them down or, you know, I'll, the notes app in my phone is fantastic for that. I've got. I uh, I have a journal and just called Ideas <clears throat> Journal that I write stuff into all the time. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got so many notes notes labeled story idea <laughs> that I've got to just kind of catalog <laughs> them. But yesterday, this one hit me, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. It was just like, <gasps> like made me gasp. I'm just, <gasps> oh, that's a good idea. And then, well, okay, well, how would I do that? Oh, I could do that. So I've got like a page of notes on this completely separate, different story. <laughs> that this is completely relatable for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both both ends of it, the whole expanding a little thing into a big guy, and then uh, just all these new ideas. Uh, to address the second one real fast. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I noticed that I was having all these ideas and then doing nothing with them after like two days i wanted Mm -hmm. to stop doing that so i started thinking to myself what if i just 
combined them together somehow, or at least aspects of them. Oh, nice. So that I can keep these ideas and make an even greater story out of it. There you go. So that's basically what eventually spawned into my big TV show idea, is that I I had the base idea and then a bunch of other ideas that I just started feeding into it. Um, As far as your first point, though, uh, I also wrote a short little, like, story or scene. Um, It was a scene between two characters at a fire pit. It was a fantasy. Um, One of them could use magic and the other couldn't. Um, And it was just, like, a nice little romance scene between them. Or, you know, exploring the... Yeah, showing off their relationship. From this spawned a bigger story idea taking place <laughs> in this world from that spawned an even bigger idea of making standalone stories in each region of this fantasy world. Nice. And, oh God, the last time I touched that was like two years ago. <laughs> I, I hey, have so much on the plate, it. man. Right. Yeah, I got oh, so much on the plate. But <sighs> you, but you, it's so funny because you know where it is. And you can get yeah. to it, and you can, you know, just a little, little reading, a little skimming. You're like, okay, that's where I'm at with all of this. And it's, it's like riding a bike. You get back and, you know, take yourself back to that world. Like the, the, the novel that I have, the complete, the completed first, first draft I have. I think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm wondering, you know, but it's like a kind of general, broad strokes. I don't remember like the details that I wrote down as far as like, okay, yeah, that same here. I, uh, I worked on that initial story for NaNoWriMo back in, it was just 2017, I think. So not that long ago, but still long enough where I've forgotten a lot about it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I hear you on that. Oh man, NaNoWriMo. I could do a whole podcast about that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Next, next week. (laughs) Oh God, it is. It is. Oh geez. I still, I'm still thinking it's summer, you know, and I'm, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I think they didn't they have like a spring or summer session for NaNoWriMo. They too? had uh yeah back in um July and I think they did another for August. So yeah or May it was one of the two. Yeah, good times. So wow, man, I you know what I had questions written down to ask you and didn't even <laughs> didn't even need them, didn't even need them. Well, hey, at least you came prepared. You're uh, you know I like this uh, character arc of uh, interviewing. You know, just the, the development. You had questions written down, prepared. Uh, what's next? The uh, the mic quality is gonna go up. Yeah, I'm gonna get. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna jump to video. We're gonna have a YouTube channel. No, I'm kidding. I'm no, no, nobody's gonna see my mug. Gonna wear a suit and tie. And... <laughs> we're gonna gonna get all fancied out. Get, and... get the big microphone and the the shoulder mount camera. You know, if this writer thing takes off, I'm gonna need to get like some sort of like accessory that's just me. You know, uh, Martin's got his hat. Um, you know, so I gotta. You gotta figure something out like that. Mm, okay. I don't know. I'm maybe, trying to maybe, think. Maybe a monocle. That'd be cool. A monocle. <laughs> I mean, I wear. I already wear glasses, so that'd be a little weird. But I don't think. Yeah, you'd you know have what the I, one eye with a contact, and the other just monocle. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? You, and I've I've had this thought before. I'm just gonna clip a lightsaber to my belt and walk around everywhere with it. Not even like the full Jedi robes costume or anything. Just a lightsaber. And, and that'll that'll, that'll never be my accessory. address it. Never, no, not even, not even acknowledge it. Just if they bring it up in interviews, you're like, oh wait, how did this get here? <laughs> like, 
Whoa, where that? Did you put that there? Yeah. Turn it on, just oh yeah, set it on the table. Like if I'm doing an interview, set it on a table. It's like yep. <laughs> just uh, yeah, I'm I'm still trying to think of another ridiculous accessory you could have though, because yeah. there don't seem to be that many. I mean, there's hats and then the monocle, like you mentioned. I guess a specific kind of glasses. Maybe you got really yeah. spiffy ones or whatever. You got crazy. Get real nifty with it. Oh, I like what you but, did. Um... Oh, bring it on home. Oh, man. So anything else you wanted to mention for as far as criticism goes? Cause we're kind of getting towards the end of our, our half hour. We're over our half hour, but who's counting? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be uh, judging this podcast on a, you know, out of 10, out of 10, uh, communication and creativity. Uh, you know, <laughs> creativity uh, could have been a bit better. Uh, and I felt like, you know, the communication was good, but uh, we, we, we definitely skipped over some topics we were going to bring up. And then that whole <laughs> segment, like, veering completely away from criticism. Oh, yeah. Story yeah. ideas. I mean, what that's were we got, thinking? That's kind of like a trademark, though. That's 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 We, we love yeah, bird yeah. walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, good times, man. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, th- I appreciate you coming on. This is... Yeah, no problemo. Thanks for, I guess I invited myself technically, but thanks for having me all the same. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. I recorded a, a, a solo episode, which um, will we'll come up after. It's it's going to be episode eight after this week. And it's just, it feels, it felt so weird. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I was, I was kind of wondering, you had so many guests lined up. When are you going to speak solo again, if ever? So. Oh, yeah, it'll be this is episode seven. Episode eight is is solo Chris. And Ooh. it's it's a doozy. It, no, it's, okay. it's just. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, all right. Well, let's we'll go ahead and wrap things up. Um, yep, yep. Do you want to plug your Twitter or social media or anything? Well, uh, considering I recently deleted my Twitter, uh, I don't uh, think oh. I can plug that. <laughs> recently uh, deleted? All right. I, um, I have my YouTube channel, which is just my real name, uh, Nicholas Van Devoort. That's V as in Victor, A-N, D as in dog, E, V as in Victor, O-O-R-T, as my mother always used to say it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I post... Uh, I post some of the short films or uh, film assignments I make for school there. Um, Also, just videos whenever I feel like it. Uh, My roommates and I have another channel called Third Floor North. (laughs) It's only got four videos, but it's more (laughs) skit-based. Nice. Aside from that, nah, I uh, don't got anything to plug. All right. Well, that's pretty good. That's that's a pretty good little collection you got going on there. Um, All right. Well, once again, this has been episode seven uh nifty aka do you go by nick or nicholas which one do you prefer uh nicholas john van Devort, the great and almighty uh savior of all judger of fates and ruler of nine uh, realms yes uh (laughs) tenth one pending but you know we'll get to that next season yeah yeah nice (laughs) nice so once again, thank you, uh, Nifty, for coming on episode seven. This has been episode seven of the New Writers Podcast. I have been your host, Chris Langan. Uh, join us again next week, where it's me solo. Which is, I should, it's you're either gonna love it or hate it. There's no middle ground. There's no no in between. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. You can find if you're listening on SoundCloud, you can find us on 
um itunes if you're listening on itunes you can find us on soundcloud or why would anybody want to switch i don't know people usually have their things they love yeah it's, yeah it, I've, I've been sticking to soundcloud personally I, nice I, yeah nice yeah i i think the thing is people got options everybody loves their options yeah so you got options to catch us you got variety you know you can yeah. go one or the other it is the spice of life pick your poison there you go <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for joining us episode seven in the books and as always may your muse smile upon you and your words ring true <laughs>